Every team, every topic, everywhere. This is Believe. Welcome to Serving Aces. I'm Alexandra Stevenson, and I'm here with my co host, Oog Levedier, aka Oogie. Welcome, Oogie. How was my pronunciation there? C'est parfait. It was perfect. Nice. That it's like it's like you've been speaking French your whole life. Petit peu, Oogie. Un peu, okay, un petit peu. There you Un go. Un petit peu. Un poco, a little bit. Yep. <laughs> All right. So, Oogie, I hear we are in a snowstorm. I say we because I'm talking to you right now, but over in up in the north in Canada, yeah. it's the first snowstorm of the year. It's amazing. It's like. I mean, a lot of wind, you've got like 50 miles an hour wind gusts, a lot of snow coming down at the same time. So it's kind of rough. You know, we had to travel a little bit by car tonight. I'm going super slow. Like, <laughs> well, yeah, and the Tesla, that's okay. the flying Tesla. Yeah, well, it wasn't flying tonight. It was just cruising. Like I'm in a little small town in California. Well, you never just know, chilling. Elon Musk might, might get like some AI new technology. And in five years, the Teslas can fly, right? <laughs> Could be. I mean, it's it drives by itself sometimes, so that's kind of cool. But yeah, you got to keep paying, exactly. paying attention. But yeah, you're right. Probably it's coming out. It's going to come up like some Iron Man technology, like some flying car or something. If he doesn't really get in trouble more, I mean, he's been he's been just going throwing f bombs, and he could care less right now. So you never know what's going to happen with him. But yeah. so, do you guys have to put snow tires on? Oh, for sure. We have until December 15, I think, this month. But huh. everybody pretty much has My done birthday. it because we know it's coming. You're right. Yeah, December 15th is, it's first of all, it's like the end of school. Everybody mm. gets out of school then. And then it's like the uh, insurance cutoff days. Ooh. It's because it's, you know, it's right in the mid of, middle of December. So everything yeah. I always get these, the deadline is December 15th or <laughs> a movie drops December 15th. That's really funny. You're right. There's a big movie coming in December 22nd. Oh, which one? I don't know. I'm not going to say it so far. It's going to be a surprise. Okay. All right. Yeah. I'm excited, Yugi. Hey, I'll tell okay, you later. Well, we got some interesting tennis. I know it's the off season, but I've got some interesting little fun facts about tennis. But I have to tell you, I'm very excited. I'm in love, Oogie. Yeah. What's going on there? I've, okay. I mean, is it like a Taylor Swift deal? Like no, a football I'm in player? love. Football player. It's not a human. I'm Hockey in player. love with oh. a book. Oh, okay. With a book now. Okay. I don't know how the children are going to pass it. We are now going from a guy to a book. <laughs> okay. Let me, let me I am tell so me. in love with the book. Okay. Which one? So I got to tell you before we talk about tennis. All right. So this book came out May 2nd of this year. Okay. I saw an interview with the author, Rebecca Yaros, about a couple months ago. And I'm like, hmm, this looks good because her sequel just came out. In November. So I, I saw it early this November and I'm like, oh, maybe I'll check it out. But I had to finish my Anderson Cooper book about the Vanderbilts and the Astors. And okay. I was reading Outlander, the last book, and that's really nice. long. So I had to get through all that. So I finally did. And I bought the fourth wing, Oogie. Have you oh. heard about the fourth wing? I don't, I've never heard of it, but I'm sure oh I will like, in two seconds. Okay. You and Anique, it's a must read. And I'm telling you, you, because you love fantasy, Game mm -hmm. of Thrones, Harry Potter. That's awesome. It's like Game of Thrones, Harry Potter, Hunger Games, 
little bit divergent, okay. all wrapped in one, and it's adult fiction, not young adult fiction. Ooh, gotta love that. Is there a movie so about good. that coming? Oh, well, let me tell be. you a little newsy note here. Amazon bought the rights to the book, and oh. Michael B. Jordan's production company, you know Michael B. Jordan, the famous yeah. actor. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So they bought the rights, and Amazon is going to stream it in a TV series. Oh, you're excited about that, too. I'm so excited. And also, <laughs> she's got like, I think she has at least four books coming. She has the first two out. And okay. it's, the, it's called the Empyrean series. Fourth Wing is the first book. Oh, okay. There you go. So... Oh, uh -huh. I'm writing that down right now. Yes, and Iron Flame is the second book. Oh, okay. So I've got two books already. So there. I'm in love with the book, but really I'm in love with the character named Zayden. Oh, okay. And do we know who's going to play Zayden on the I Amazon I don't know, series? but he better be really hot. <laughs> You've got some names in your head Zayden right now. Zayden is <laughs> really hot, and he's he like he can move shadows and... He's like a, he's like amazing Oogie. Oh wow, it's like a I'm city of bones. That nice city of bones a little kind bit. Kind of a little that bit, too. but it, it's it's like its own she created all these great universes in one and wow. then it's also like old times but modern language. Oh, I love it already. So Oh yeah, it's so good. Was that a good book review for you? I mean, you just made it you need to call her and say how much she was going to give you there because it's, it's such like a great first review. Time, I'm just so excited. It's the first time I've been so excited about a book since The Hunger Games or yeah. Harry Potter. I mean, that was mm -hmm. a long time ago. Uh, I mean, I love Lord of the Rings, but this book, Oogie, I'm telling you, she nailed it. Wow. That's awesome. Yep. So Rebecca Yaros is the author. The first book, Fourth Wing. Anybody else listening, go run to the, get that book. That's it. I'm going to yes. find out more this week. Yes, Fort and Wayne. it has, oh, I forgot to tell you, Oogie, it has dragons in it. Oh, there you go. Yes. Got, gotta you love that. You can't read a book with dragons, right? Seriously, that's that's yeah. it right there. Dragons, daggers, and magic. <laughs> there you it's go. It's amazing. Okay, so, okay, I had to talk about that first. Sorry. I, I love okay. tennis, but I love books more. <laughs> Hey, next-gen tournament, no big deal. Let's talk about that. Yeah, book. no Let's big go. deal. Hey, and you know what? On the road, when I was playing on the tour, I read a book, um, two book, maybe two books a week. You, you do yeah. a lot of reading in your downtime. Go it's out important. and about before matches. And reading is the best form of entertainment. Mm -hmm. I mean, yeah. you have to rest. Gets your mind off tennis. It gets you focused on something else. You want to find more, find out more later off, on. So gets yeah. you off the screen, gets exactly. you off TV. Yeah, yeah, it's and nice. then you read. When the, the best is though, Ugi, you read the book, and then they make a TV series or a movie, and then you go see it. That's it, because you know already a lot about. Yeah, exactly. What's going on. You, you can never see the movie or read the series or watch the TV series before the book. That's a no-no in my world. <laughs> in your world, you're right. Yeah. Okay. All right. So let's get to tennis now that I told you I'm in love with the book. That's it. Because One day it was, yeah. I might tell you I'm in love with a man, but for now it's a book. <laughs> that's right. The man, the guy in the book, the main character is going to be yes. in your life. Oh, Zayden. Two months. Yeah, Zayden. Oh, Zayden. He's, he's amazing. I need to meet a Zayden, Oogie. <laughs> that's right. Okay. So moving on, let's talk about a little bit about the Gen Z tour. Okay. Mm -hmm. So the next gen went on and exciting stuff because there's a Djokovic connection here. Hamad Medjadovic. Yeah. 
Medjedovic. Yeah, Medjedovic. So it's like, what did you say before we were talking? Oh, it's like Medvedev and Ivanovic had a, had a child. <laughs> it's the creator. That name is, sounds, that name already sounds like a top 10 player. Seriously. It does, right? So he came and he beat, I like, I know you like this guy, Arthur, Arthur Fields. Oh yeah. Arthur Fields. Exact. Yeah. Yeah. Arthur perfect. Fils. I almost said it right. You yeah. said it better. Your French accent. It's it like Gael Monfils instead of my son. It's just my, it's just son. Like Monfils. Yeah. Yeah. So, so Fils, Arthur Fils. Peace. Uh, it was five sets to four. The next mm -hmm. gen, they play the out of four. Yep. Makes it a little more exciting. And this is the, I did some deep research, Ugi. And in 2021, Hamad, um, Novak Djokovic funded Hamad. Wow. For ticket, plane tickets, hotels. He helped him at his training base. He nice. was at the Novak Tennis Academy. So he really helped him get to where he is. And Victor Trochi is his coach. Oh, that's great right there. And Vic Victor Trochi uh, retired in 2021 and then started coaching Hamad right away. I mean, th th that's one thing which is great. Serbia, th on the male side, they keep their players at the same in the same country right they don't yes. go start working out in you know france or spain or us they just coach i mean see uh tipsarevic troiki i mean they're, yes. they're all they stay there and djokovic had the vision of encouraging others. one of the young guys i mean that's just great and they isn't stay there that cool? something that maybe not everybody knows I, I had to go look it up and like see what I was like looking up Medjedovic and mm -hmm. going, hmm, okay, I've heard a him a little bit. And then I watched uh, him play uh, Korda a couple months ago indoors in Astana and he lost 7 6 6 7 7 6 to Korda. Wow. And he, and look, Hamad is a big guy. He's not lean and mean like Novak is, he's big lean yeah. and mean he's got big right. thighs and he's got a big forehand yeah and he's he's an interesting player because he stands far back behind the baseline but he gets every ball and that forehand is massive and the fact that novak funded him and helped him and really it hasn't been big news i mean mm -hmm. he kind of kept it quiet yeah unless you're in the know you wouldn't really know what novak did for him and i hope they talk about it more and it's then true. It's a part of Victor. Novak's life that we don't really yeah, know about. He, he really know. has a great heart. You know, he helps a lot of different things, causes people, and and not even in tennis and, and, and more, even in different spheres in, in Serbia. And we don't really see that. And I guess that's great because he doesn't really brag about it and everything. So that all credits to him for that. I mean, yeah, that's exactly. great. That's great. How that's cool great. is that? And then we got Feast, who we've seen him as an up-and-comer. We talked about him a couple months ago. And yep. I guess his coaches are Sebastian Grosjean and Sergey Bulgera. Ken wow. <laughs> Not bad guys right there. Team, right? Oh, so you've got France and you got Serbia. So you got a lot of the countries bringing in former really good players, helping build the next generation. I mean, that's that's great right there because Sergey Bulgera has such a great career. He was mm -hmm. one of the best clay quarters of his era on the French Open. So he can really bring some experience to this young guy, which, you know, it's going gonna, it's gonna to carry next year. He's going to yeah, be one exactly. of the young guns to watch, you know. And Sebastian Grosjean was a great tour player, fought, was very smart. So yep. strategically, he played right. smart tennis. He wasn't a big guy, but he knew mm -hmm. how to play the patterns. 
exactly. So that's a good team. I, I feel like Canada and America should bring in more former players more to help the younger generation. Totally right. I mean, I hope here in Canada are, are Raonic and, you know, even Daniel Nestor and uh, all these guys, sometimes they, they kind of say, okay, well, I probably have enough tennis. I'm not going to, sometimes they, they are, but sometimes they just, you know, they do something else. Like Sebastian Leroux, guy from Montreal, which uh, was my age, used to be top top 100. He coached for a while, and then he, mm -hmm. you know, he worked in another field, which it's great. But all his great experience goes to waste a little bit trying to help all the juniors and all the ITF players, and that's that's big because once you've been there, there's so many things that you you can share with all the young guys, and they will listen and they will know how to handle more pressure points and stuff like that, and you mm -hmm. know do a better job relaxing the night before a match, scouting players. That's all stuff that once you get to the top, you can teach, and yeah, you gotta you gotta give back a little bit there. Yeah, and there's a lot. It's interesting that the little tournament player I have she played a practice match yesterday and I said okay the first set I'm not talking the second set I'll coach you because I want to see what you did the whole <laughs> week we worked on it and yep. I want to see you do it and then the second set I'll coach you and see what happens so the first set was a disaster she lost 6-2 <laughs> and it was like I was looking at her going, did we work all week on I'm not seeing much like I could can I see glimpses but it was just like her feet were flat. The turning was off. Her decision making, she's going off down the line off her turns. And I'm going, geez. And she was playing a 16 year old and she's 11. So she was playing an older yeah. girl. But the older girl didn't have power. She hmm. had more spin and defensive. So then finally, I really, I should have waited the whole set, but I waited to like 5 2. And then I said, could we just split step and turn a little bit faster, maybe? Like, just start with that. So she started to do it. So then the second set, I said, okay, I had all my notes. So I started coaching her. And mm -hmm. you know, I love this. This was an oogie. You've been talking about this. Raise up your ball. Go a little high heavy. So Please. off her backhand, she yeah. wasn't going higher off her backhand return. She was mm -hmm. just trying to go flat. So I said, raise the height. Yep. Thank you, Oogie. We discussed this like the last three weeks, right? That's right. And she I did. said, why are you going line? Go cross or middle. Defend yeah. the serve back because the girl had a bigger serve. Mm -hmm. But she, my girl was actually could pop the ball better. She's a better hitter and mm -hmm. could drive it. Yeah. But she had to get into the point to be able to do that. That's right. So I said, okay, get a high heavy back. Well, you know what happened, Oogie? She won 6-4. No. She won 6-3. Six, six, there you go. She, she turned she the was, match around. She turned the match around. And then I said, okay, so split step turn, you have to become more intense. Her intensity level wasn't up. Mm. And she broke. It was 2-1, the other girl. She broke back at 2-all. Okay. And she was acting like it was just another day. And I'm like, excuse me, you're down a set and you break and it's too all. You should be moving your feet and looking like you're a killer, right? Yeah. Like yeah. crush this girl. Pick up this the momentum, momentum there. Yeah. Pick up exactly. the momentum, right? Yep. So she looks at me like she's never heard this before. And, I, and <laughs> I mean, I'm like, oh, oh, come on. But then I remember she is 11. So it doesn't transfer the same, right? Of course. So she listened and she, this is a good thing. She applies it. She applied and she raised her intensity from like a six and she got to like a nine and a half. Oh, that's big. And she held it and I made, and then at, at 
uh, 5'3", I said, you better tune it up because this girl's going to be upset if she's 16 and you're going <laughs> to win the set. You yep. better go to a 10 to get this. You take this set. And she goes, okay. And so she took the set, Oogie. And I looked at her and I said, so have you ever done this before? And she goes, no. And I said, <laughs> so when you go to these tournaments, you're not doing this? And she's like, no. And I go, okay, well, this is good. We raised our level today and now we have a new goal. We got to do this in tournaments. Yeah. But it is funny to think about because I feel like at 11, I don't, I mean, I just, I had that intensity, but I didn't have somebody telling me to raise my level at a certain, I didn't have a coach like me. My coach was a bit mm -hmm. different. He was like, they're not Steffi Graf. You got to <laughs> okay. like, they're, you, you know, they're suck pots. They're not Steffi Graf. Mm -hmm. So I was taught, you know, to go play Steffi Graf level. Yeah, there you go. The bar was high already. The but bar then, was high. Sometimes, I mean, like you, you had more of a killer instinct when you were very young. So yeah. that comes naturally. Somebody didn't have to tell you that. But yes. your student probably did. But my student, she I think that. She, she can get it, but yeah. she didn't, she does, it's not natural. Yeah, it's not instinct. How, yeah. yeah, with how she was brought up at an early age. I mean, she is 11, but she's been playing since she was five. Mm -hmm. And I didn't have her at five, right? So I've yeah. had her at 10 a year. So right. it is kind of cool the little shift you can you can see, yeah. and so look at this uh, Hamad Medjevic. I'm I can't his name Medjevic. I, I got to get his name right, Ugi. It's okay. It's been a long week. I'll you get have, his name right. It, you have Hamad, which is good. You know what? I'm gonna go with Hamad. So yeah. those two years with Victor Trochi, and now he's won the next gen. I bet those two years have made a huge difference. For sure. Right? For sure, he learned a lot of because Troiki was very emotional on the court. Remember, mm -hmm. you know, we can have it. I have his top five moments in my head of throwing rackets and Wimbledon and then yeah. yelling at a judge. What? What? And it was really intense. I mean, and emotional as well. He but was intense, though. Since he was very intense and very emotional, he can really teach that to someone. So yep. if Majedovic is really you know, struggling with emotions on the court or, or not, or he can talk about that very nicely. And, you know, he's smart and about it. And then look, he you know, has the, one of the greatest of all time in his corner as well. So you've got right. those two guys, not bad. And then we have Feast. We got to look him up. He's got those two guys, Grosjean and Bergera in his corner. So he's gearing up for 2024. Yeah, it's going to, this next coming year good. in the men's side is going to be unbelievable. I'm excited. I'm oh. excited. I got to, you know, we got to get the women going. Yeah. <laughs> the, the men are, the men are beating the women right now. I, I'm just going to say it. Okay. The, <laughs> the men are more entertaining right now. So we got to step up women. Come on, let's go. Okay. Well, I agree. Right. Okay. I, I agree. I mean, there's, there, there's a need for a little bit more speed there. Need for speed. A need for more speed <laughs> on the WTA. Okay, yeah, on, so you know what? Coco Goff, she's always fun. But let's step it up as a whole. Let's yeah, get that's everybody right. going. Let's get more Coco Goffs in there. You know? Yeah. Nice personalities, moving the feet, hitting hard, being aggressive, saying the right things off the court. Layla yeah. Fernandez a little bit. You know, that stuff. Yeah, we need more of that. Some fire plugs. Yep. Uh, speaking of the women's tour, I'm going to give you another little newsy note. Pagula, Jess Pagula, made the cover of Forbes 30 for 30 
and she's one of the top athletes for the oh, 30 for sure. 30. That's a big deal. And she she's is. number nine on the highest paid women's athletes right now in all sports. Number wow. nine. That's big. That's is she the, big. Yeah. She the highest tennis player on that list? I haven't checked the whole list, Ugi. Okay. That's okay. Sorry. I did read her story. Wow. And no, no, I'm I'm sure Serena is the highest paid. I, yeah. I saw there was Serena, Osaka, and then I looked at number nine was Pagula. I forget who the other two were. I've, so, I'm sure Serena is number maybe three. So it's all all time she athletes. Should be one. It's just in this year. Oh, okay, in this year. Women okay. athletes. Okay, okay. And she did. How cool is this? I mean, she is a billionaire, right? But yeah. now she's made it on her own in That's tennis. That's right. That's and great stuff. She ended up number three in the rankings. That's impressive. So, and with a lot of pressure job. as well, because when we don't have, let's say we don't have that much money, we don't have great advantages in life and everything, you're hungry to make it, right? You want to make it. You want to yeah. get a better life for yourself, your family, all that stuff. She had everything. I mean, she can't, she has so much money as far Yeah, which is even cooler because she yeah. wanted to make this goal and she made it happen. Now, now right. she didn't have trouble spending money on hotels and plane fights and coaches of but course. still you have to have the drive yeah you and exactly... i both coach kids that don't have drives mm -hmm. that's exactly right? my point and so yeah they're drive, well off you know? she had the drive and she's on a cover fork so that's a pretty good way to end 2023 for just gula that's true because imagine if she loses a tournament she's ah it's no big deal i'm gonna play next week anyway when i was on tour a little bit at first i, I never had that luxury i had to win every every time to make points and make even exactly. make sure i get some money and win and so her it's like nice props because she just said okay i'm gonna make it i'm gonna be top five her entourage i mean her coach is good too he's really yeah, good and, he's and there. her entourage is small yeah it's not big did. her husband and david witt that's right and maybe yeah. a physio yeah so that's even better. Wow. Yeah, even better. Great stuff. Yeah. Yep. Her so game is not cool, that huh? huge as well. She doesn't have a huge game. She's not exceed, exceedingly quick on the court. She's just a great player with a Solid. great head. Great head. Great, you know, mental. That's it. And she Good wins because. strategy. Exactly. So that's awesome. Yeah. Okay. So we know the next gen finals were in Jeddah, mm -hmm. Saudi Arabia. Jeddah, Saudi Arabia. Jeddah, they won even more Saudi tournaments there, huh? Yeah. They're, well, they won more tournaments, Oogie. So, and they've got lots of money. However, right. Martina Navratilova is saying no way. That's right. She said that. Huh? She is not happy about this. Now, Jabir is like, I'm all in. Yeah. She wants and to bring I more think, tournaments in the Iraq. Yeah. Country. And I think Pagula has said, well, let's see. I think it's half the girls are a little bit hesitant because Saudi mm -hmm. Arabia has still has the, the LGBT. LGBTQ rules where it's kind of vague. I mean, they they're welcoming mm -hmm. them into their country on some websites. CNN has reported this. I looked it up to okay. LGBTQ communities. And then, mm -hmm. but then if you're a gay lesbian, you could be punished severely over there. Jeez, what's going on there? That's, so that's terrible. The rules are vague and, Politically, it's very interesting because they want more tennis and they can pay. And they they have even said $200 million to top players. Mm -hmm. that's, that's a lot of money. But Martina Navratilova is holding strong and it's going to be interesting. Uh, I love watching. I have to add in a little side pop culture. So Martina's wife, Julia, 
Mm -hmm. is on Housewives of Miami. And Oogie, you know I love my housewives. For sure. Julia has broken out as a fan favorite. She is so funny. And it's just so fun to watch Martina and Julia in this different realm where Martina is this huge Grand Slam champion and (laughs) an icon. And then she's like with all the housewives. It's hilarious. (laughs) And it's just so funny because she doesn't change... Martina is Martina and she just tells it like it is. And she's yep. like around all these housewives with Botox and filler and big boobs. Wow. And she just dresses the way she does. And she's like kissing everybody and saying, hi, how are you? Just acting like it's normal. It's just so funny when they always film Julia Martina with the other girls. It's that quite is. hilarious. Oogie, you got to check it out. It's a sight. Yeah, but it's going to be interesting this next year because the slams kind of want I read this in the athletic Matt Futterman is he's kind of the tennis guy for the athletic mm-hmm. which is New York Times adjacent it's all about sports okay. and he he's like talking about the Grand Slam organizers making it like Formula One racing mm-hmm. or look at the LIV golf they Live already golf. went okay. to yeah, yeah. golf right they mm-hmm. went to Saudi Arabia right yeah that's right it's so, Saudi backed yeah yeah so essentially fun. the slams masters 1000 would would create an elite tour okay. and the players in the top 100 would get a tour card and a guaranteed salary well we were talking about this oogie that's right a couple we have weeks been. ago right have a commissioner yeah. talk about salaries guaranteed i know both tours the players have been talking about this because look how hard they work and they travel and they have to play every week yeah you're right it should be. They should have a guaranteed salary. And then the rest of the players would play in 500s and 250s. Look, they could make it, but could everybody get along and make this come together? I'm mm-hmm. not so sure. And then Saudi Arabia wants to bring the WTA Tour Finals to Jeddah. I hope mm-hmm. I'm saying Jeddah right. Jeddah, that's it. Jeddah. You're what? I'm kind of saying Jeddah. like. <laughs> Like the return to Jeddah. Yeah. I mean, look, Saudis know how to put on a show and they Mm -hmm. have the money. And I I feel like it would beat Cancun, but the politics might get in the way. Yeah, you're right. But the idea. I hope they don't. The idea is kind of good, though. What about that that first idea, wherever it would be about the the full year, let's say 2024, but we're too late. But 2024, the whole year, you take the 125 top women wta atp mm-hmm. they play the tour that year and then you have to qualify in for the next year to make it to the atp tour let's say you have 32 more guys and yeah, then you have it's, to it's it's a better system and it's, i mean it's, it's that way in a, golf you know pga a, tour you yeah. have 125 guys they get exactly. their pga card and they play yeah. on that tour that year yeah. so why not in tennis i mean because yeah. now it's you have 2000 something ranked in the world but then you know, when you get ranked, you're not going to make it. You're not going to play a big event for sure. I mean, what's going on? You have to make sure your ranking well, goes up. Yeah, and even if you're 200, sometimes you're not getting into qualifying of a Grand Slam. You're right, because it's 128 people, and then there's and more qualities, but then there's only... Depending on the week yeah. you enter, right? Yeah, so 128 plus 32. Come on, it's those chances. Of, so That's 150. So let's say tough 150, they get a card, they play the ATP Tour, the big slams event, and then you get challengers players, and then you can qualify in by being the top 16 challengers or something. 
it's kind of easy to make it. Come on. Idea. And look, Saudi Arabia does not treat women equally. Okay. But we have tournaments in Dubai and Doha and they have the similar rules, right? Mm -hmm. They're maybe a little more free, but traditionally they're not much freer. So everybody needs to realize we have two tournaments in the Middle East already. Mm -hmm. And it's, it's a neighbor to Saudi Arabia. It's very close. Um, so it's going to be an interesting 2024 discussion, Ugi. Yeah. And uh, fun fact right now, or fun little newsy note again, I'm kind of just giving you throughout the podcast. I love so, it. People uh, love it for sure. Let, let me tell you, I've got, some more, I've got some great comments last week again. Okay. Many people good. that they're listening to. So yeah, it's good All stuff. All right. So uh, Rafa Nadal's looking pretty good, posting some practices. That's well, right. guess who he picked for his training week in Kuwait? I have no idea. Who is Arthur, it? Arthur Feast. Oh, he's like, okay, you're coming out so with me right now. He invited him December 8th, everybody. If you want to go check it out online, I'm sure they'll be posting. Wow. He invited him to Kuwait. Now, w- hold on one thing. I'm saying Kuwait. Isn't this funny? He's not in Dubai. He's in Kuwait all of a sudden. Hey, he's close. Like, did he find a sheik in Kuwait? <laughs> I, haven't, I haven't heard of Kuwait since the 90s, Ugi. It's true. It's been a while since we've heard yeah. tennis like, action in that like, country. Yeah. Like when is when has Kuwait become the training city for Rafa Nadal? That's I mean, what I'm the, wondering. The, doesn't he have two sides of academy as his name? Okay, <laughs> Come on maybe, now. Maybe he's moving the Nadal Academy to Kuwait. A new a new branch. There we go. But yeah, he, he brand, probably got right? offered a lot of money to make appearance there and train I'm there. Sure. And a couple I mean, gold it's... bars, you know, <laughs> maybe, maybe a hundred million dollars. You never know. I don't yeah. know, but it's cool. You know, he's going to a place where, you know, yeah, people are going to see hey, some good tennis. They yeah. don't have a tournament there. So he's making a, you know, appearance to yeah, make a match. I, it's good. I'd go to Kuwait, Ugi. It's for sure. For the same amount he's getting, I'm sure you would be there yeah. in a heartbeat. Look, right now the Middle East has all the money, Ugi. So, hey. The tennis I'll play, players are not silly. They're I'll play, going I'll play, over there. I'll play you in that place. Let's go. <laughs> All right, let's go. Oh, and also, the Badosa Sitsipas question mark remains. They posted together. They are together. In See, Dubai. you were right. I was. Oh yeah. Wrong. I oh thought, yeah. Now uh-huh. they said family under it with Sitsipas's brother. So are they just being cheeky? Or are they back together now? Uh-uh. They're together for sure. Wow. Yeah, yeah. Okay. I've seen more pictures because after that, I checked a couple more sites did and pictures. Did you do a deep dive? Yeah, I did the deep dive like you did on the FTSE notes. And while yeah. they're hanging out in Dubai. It's the first time that I overtake you on something like that. Mm-hmm. So I'm mm-hmm. bragging about it for once. But yep. the, the rest, it's all yours. But I knew about the Tsitsipas story with uh, Badosa there. They're together. Yeah, well, it's, it's going to be – that'll Could- be interesting, this whole – Saudi Arabia. I mean, players are going there in the off season. I mean, they're going to Kuwait. Nadal is. Sitsipas and Badosa are in Dubai. So mm-hmm. let's see what happens. Yeah, you know, Sitsipas just, you know, remember in uh, the last tournament he played, he just pulled out because he was injured. The next day, he's posting a picture with his girlfriend somewhere in Spain. <laughs> so that was kind of like, eh, were yeah. you really hurt or was your or heart you hurting? Want to go see his uh, his miss. Badosa in Spain. Yeah, well, you know, she's really nice, so I don't blame him. <laughs> yeah, yeah, well, she is, she is, she's attractive. I can say that. I'm straight, but. Oh, I, I meant nice, like a nice person. Women. She looks like she's funny. Oh, she's yeah. nice. She's, well, Ugi, yeah. yeah, I mean, she's, 
she she looks funny. I don't know her personally. Yeah. Um, but anyway, Sviantic is WTA Player of the Year. Djokovic is ATP Player of the Year. So congratulations. That's it. Uh, yeah, I'm not surprised they made Sviantic WTA Player of the Year. She won the year-end championships. Yeah. She won she the ranked, French. Yeah, she was ranked one pretty she much. She was ranked year. one. So if you if you went off like the excitement and the magical run of Coco Goff, if yeah. that was a category, you would give that to her. But overall, looking at the whole year, you'd give it to Iga Sviantek. Yeah, Coco and had a great Sab summer, yeah. but then yeah, before yeah, and, and Sabalenka had a good start. And you know she ended she finals the U.S. Open, but you, yeah. you got to give it to Sviantek. Yep, we have to. Yeah, it's good yeah. for her. She's very disciplined. She works hard. So, yeah, it's good for her. All right, so Ugi, the ball is in your court. Oh yeah, let's go. What so, do you have for me now? I'll serve to you about. You know, we we talked about being in the zone last week, so that was great. I got. A lot of my students in my academy are like, okay, I know what to do now to be in the zone. <laughs> I'm like, okay, let's do it. I love so it. That helped them a little bit there because, you know, they listen to podcasts and they're trying to do whatever we're, we're talking about. And then they're like, we need more. We need more. I'm like, I'm like, you want more? Let's give you more. So tonight we're going to talk about, of course, we talked about the rituals uh, tonight. So that's it. We're going to talk about the rituals. What do you need to do? Every player has rituals before the match, during the match, after the match. You know, to make the make sure they're, they they give themselves the best chance to be in the zone. Um, so before a match, let's let's say the night before, uh, did you have any rituals particular in your career? Did you do something very usually like the same thing the last the night before a match? Yeah. So the night before a match, I would go to the same restaurant. So when I get to a town, I'd pick an Italian restaurant. That's it. In England, it was Indian, but everywhere else it's Italian because, you know, Italians make good, healthy food and they're going to use mm -hmm. olive oil. Right. Yep. And they can make anything off the menu. So I'd, pick, I'd go to the same restaurant every night. Uh, I would set out my clothes the night before. Ooh. I'd pack my bag the night before. So mm -hmm. I'd set out my clothes and pack my bag, all my toiletries, my shower sandals. I'd make sure that was all packed because it's very important you have. I'd have like three changes of clothes, right? There you go. Yeah, yeah. You'd have course. two outfits, maybe three if it's hot and humid. And then you'd have your before clothes, practice yep. clothes. Mm -hmm. And then you'd have your after clothes, like sweats for treatment, right? Yeah. So I'd do that. And then game plans. You'd, you'd spend an hour game planning. Mm -hmm. That's right. And then usually I'd, I'd either read a book. Probably I'd be reading. Um, yeah. And or watching a movie or something, but I was always never out too late. I was always in by like eight o'clock back oh, in yeah. the hotel room, and then I go to bed by ten. Yeah, that's it. That was yeah, I mean, pretty much. And then of course, foam rolling, stretching, all that pre the prehab mm -hmm. is at night too. So you do that pretty much every day. Yeah, that was, I mean that's, that's a ritual every day. Foam roll. I still do it. I come home, I shower. I foam roll and I stretch and I ice if I have to. And yep. then I, well, now I have a Normatec, so I get and do my legs. That's so I still have my ritual, Oogie, and I'm not on the tour. You're amazing. I mean, I, I admired you back then because your routine, you were so disciplined to do it. I'm like, wow. 
Yeah, That's I'm why very stubborn about those kind of things. And it carries over now because I get home. It's like the sit. My mom's like, why are you always stretching? I'm like, because first of all, it recovers me and it feels yeah. good. But mm -hmm. yeah, so I do that. And then the morning of, you know, you eat breakfast. Mm -hmm. I pretty much have the same breakfast every day. I was going to ask you that. The pretty yeah. much the same food, yeah? Mm -hmm. I remember. Yeah. Same food. What did you eat? Be, like what was in so the morning? It'd either be an omelet mm -hmm. with avocado spinach and oatmeal with That's blueberries right. and a little bit of brown sugar or maple syrup. Mm -hmm. um, or I do egg whites with spinach, avocado, and oatmeal yeah. and like a piece of gluten-free toast. Um, except at uh, in Germany, I'd have the croissants. Oh yeah, <laughs> those amazing those croissants. Big croissants yeah. amazing. Those Mueven big croissants. Those big croissants. But yeah, <laughs> it was always that because oatmeal gives you have the carbs, you have yeah. the eggs, you have. I didn't really do smooth. I did smoothies, but I didn't do it before a match. So yeah, I'd always anyway. do that, and then I do uh, a bar and a banana before mm -hmm. my match, like yeah. thirty minutes before. Yeah. Yeah. And and I never like to eat lunch before the match. That would always bug me. I like the bar and banana. Yeah. But if I had a late match, then I'd have to eat lunch. And I yeah. do like turkey sandwich, avocado, or I do like pasta and chicken with olives and spinach mm -hmm. and olive oil. I mean, I'm very specific. Can you tell I remember everything? This is unbelievable. You're giving yeah. such details yeah. about what you ate. And I, I never, mean... I'd never drink anything except water. You're right. And I didn't do well. I, I did uh, electrolytes the night before. And mm -hmm. then, but with breakfast, I'd have tea. Yeah, green that's tea. right. Yep. I and remember. then before, like during practice, that's when I'd start drinking my electrolytes. Yep. Because I didn't like to eat them with breakfast. It would upset my stomach. Oh, uh, yeah. And, and that's the, you, you just said the most important thing. A player has to understand his or her body. I mean, the stomach, the stomach thing, what you eat, what you eat is, it's all right because you can eat pretty much the whole, you know, everybody eats kind of good stuff, you know, at that, that level. Yeah, but then healthy. what is your stomach is able to eat and you have to carry so that like, on to make sure you, so basic, you feel well huh? on the court. Yeah. Like I'm like I gluten-free pasta, olive oil, olives, spinach, grilled chicken. That would be like, oh, that would be like dinner. Yeah. Right. And if I had a late match, night match, then that would be at like four. Mm -hmm. Right. And then I'd have the bar and the, but I always have a bar and a banana. Yeah. And then on the court, I'd have goo. That's right. I remember a GU goo. Remember the GU goo? And <laughs> yeah, I have just... electrolytes. Now, obviously, players are a little more fancy now with getting a whole body breakdown. And I mean, yeah. I had that in blood tests too, but it's a little more high end now. Mm -hmm. But I don't think the food would change that much. No, probably not. You're right. No. And even on the court, I mean, do you see those electrolytes drink? They shake it. Sometimes it's yeah. pink. Sometimes it's another color. And they have those sort of goos as well. It's different, of course. Yeah. They're brands, but they, they keep having those little tasty things they put in their and mouth. And the you know, difference they're... is now they add maybe more magnesium or BCAA, the brand's chain amino acid, mm -hmm. um, or glutamine. Um, so, like, if it's a drink that looks white – that's yeah. a lot of time is like minerals. Mm -hmm. And so that's the difference of now with where you can tell everything and what you're losing. Remember when Andy Murray was cramping and then he had to figure out what he was missing. So yep. maybe he needed some more magnesium in a drink or yeah. BCAA, which usually BCAA you take after you play. 
Mm -hmm. um, magnesium. Then I'd after I played, I'd have magnesium, glutamine, and I'd mix BCA in sometimes. Just different things. I mean, whatever yeah. works for you to recover. And then you'd have a protein shake after, right after, mm -hmm. or chocolate milk. WTA right. Tour is big on chocolate milk right after. Yeah. It's natural more. So, yeah. yeah. And then yeah. Djokovic screamed this at the US Open this this summer. Yeah. Cre creatina. He said yeah, that to his team, remember? He won so a little obviously, bit. Obviously, he's taking some kind of creatine in his drink, right, Oogie? I mean, yeah, I, I hope he's not taking too much because that's sort of addictive. And then when you don't have it, your body kind of needs it, it more. Cramps, so. But I'm sure his, his is down to the milliliter. Oof. Yeah, I hope. Yeah, but he's probably. And then, yeah. hey, if you have a bod pod, you hop in that bod pod right after you play, take up, go to some high altitudes. I mean, that oh, would be nice, right? It, yeah, they've got a lot but of that stuff. But then after you play, it's like we've talked a little about this, right? Yep. Okay, you have your shake, you go, you get stretched, you cool down, right? You do the mm -hmm. bike, whatever you do, you cool down, yep. you do all your stretches, then you go to the shower, yep. and then you get treatment. Well, then you have to, you go to press, yep. and then you get treatment and massage. Massage was every day. I really miss that, Oogie. Oh, every I know. Day. I bet you do because, yeah, it's amazing. <laughs> it's yeah. amazing. So pretty much you, you, it's like a fine-tuned violin yeah it's, and you've got and your routine all the, the way wire. Yeah. yeah and i'm i'm i feel like you ask any tennis player what their routine is and their ritual off the court it's very similar to mm -hmm. what i'm saying like for it's sure down to pre-match match after match and then after match you're preparing for the next match but then you're recovering right Yeah, and, and you, when you watch players on TV and all the glamour of going week in, week out, different countries and everything, yes, you have a lot of that. But yeah. ima imagine what you said now. It's a huge day just to prepare yourself. I mean, think about that. You get up early in the morning, yeah. six-ish, and then you get those food, the right foods, and then and then in different countries. So you kind of you have to grind yeah. sometimes to get those foods that your body yep. needs, you know? Yeah, then, you might not be able to get turkey sandwiches, right? Yeah, They or don't oatmeal like or whatever. Or yeah, oatmeal. Exactly. And, and you have a you know a one o'clock match, or you have the breakfast is really important. It's your meal that's going to carry on to, to the court, you know? And then you need to practice. And then afterwards, the press. And then you shower. You go yep. to the physio. The massage, and I'll be—I'll just be with my arms crossed on a sh on a chair talking to Samantha <laughs> and other coaches and players for like three hours. It's like <laughs> three hours, right? Then by the time you leave, you're like, "Oh, can we leave already?" And then you know what? You start again. I remember Taylor Fritz this this summer. He played an early match, yeah, and he was a little grumpy, and he was like, "I don't think you understand. Like, I have to get up at 6 a.m." And mm -hmm. I have to be there and I have to warm up. So like playing at 10 a.m. is not easy. It's really it early for them. Yeah, you're right. 10 a.m. is early. Yeah. But a lot of the times you're playing at 10 a.m. And yeah, sometimes you... indoors you're playing at 9 a.m. It's true because right? less courts, less courts, so more matches to, you know, to yeah. cover. So you got to start earlier. The tournament doesn't have a choice. Weather, you might have to start at 8. Yeah. And then those two matches a day is like. That's a killer. You can't. Yeah, what, I mean, Canadian, Canadian Open women's this summer. It was like it was that. So it, there's were, no yeah. final there. It was It's just like going back on. to the junior day. Although I, d I don't love this. They're making like 12 year olds and four. They make them play two matches a day, like three days in a row, and it just kind of beats everybody up. It's true. It doesn't. It shouldn't be that It's way. Hard. Right. Yeah, yeah, I don't think it should be that way because they're growing and their muscles are growing, and yeah. it's like beating up the kids just no to doubt. get the tournament done in one weekend. 
You're right. One match a day. That's it. Then if they yeah, and make it over two weekends. I disagree with the new way they're doing it. I think it's not good for kids. It's true. Two weekends. You said it. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, because you have a 16 draw. It's four matches. So you go Saturday, Sunday. Next weekend, Saturday, Sunday. Yeah. Now rituals on the court, Oogie. I mean, there's countless white. Like we can go down to Dow's rituals. He has so many. You can go to Federer's. Right. Not many. It's true. I mean. It's just every player is so different. Um, yeah. I, I used to do five ball bounces. Hmm. Look so at that. I, I had mean, to do five. That was, that's my number. One, two, three, four, five. I still do five. And I'd like to have all my drinks, like, ready. Uh-huh. And oh, I'd always get on the court, and I before I'd warm up, right? And then I'd sit down, and I'd retie my shoes. It's true. I do the same. Yeah, to make sure it's the, make, the exact. Yeah, you want to make yeah. sure it's the same, right? Yeah, and they don't, and you know, come out. Y- you pick your racket that you want to use. Yeah, I always put the racket that I'm going to play with a little different towards me, so I know which one I want to pick and play. The yeah. other ones, the babolat I use, are they have like a sort of the yellow color, and then the other side it's white. So I put the white one so towards you know. me, so I know which one to pick. I I'd love always, that one. Uh, okay. I'd always put mine in front. There you go. And then regripping, you do. I do that in um, after practice. I would make sure I'd regrip my racket for. I'd like a fresh grip for my match. Oh so yeah, some for sure. Some players don't want a fresh grip, right? Oh yeah. Some but just it, do. Just do fresh a regular, grip. Yeah, fresh grip. Fresh grip. I mean, it does improve your game. There actually was a study there, and my physio, Mark Antoine. Hey, what's oh. up, man? Got to say props to him. Cause I just saw him and we're going to shoot, you know, cause I have a TV show coming up in February. So I we're going to very sh- exciting, excited about that. And so, uh, we're going to, we're going to interview him tomorrow night at his, uh, clinic. I know oh, different cool. things. So how to treat, you know, elbow injuries and, sh- and shoulder and knees and all the, the, you know, the important parts of tennis and how to prevent injuries even better. Uh, and then he was telling me that, that he did some research and it improves a tennis player by at least 25% when he plays with a, wow, with a, a, a fresh grip, grip, a new grip, because he doesn't have to grip it harder. It just yeah. sticks more and, and better feel, feel better yeah. feel. So at least 25, oh, you improve hey. your game. I didn't even know that I was putting fresh grips on. That's, see, instinctively, you were great. <laughs> yeah, well, there's just so many rituals, Ugi. You could go on and on, but I feel like it's important for a player to have their rituals, not to get overwhelmed by them, but on the court especially, like have your ball bounce ritual. Uh-huh. And then like if you get upset or something, maybe have look at your strings or tap yeah. your thigh or squeeze your ear or do something to bring you back to your focus. We need to. A lot of players, especially the females, they they jump around in between, you know, Mm -hmm. returning serves or even before serves. And Sharapova was really famous for that, you know, doing their little shake there. That that I mean, that got her into a great zone there to focus and be ready for each point. And so everybody listening, you need to find your own routine there in between points, before a match, after a match. Get that routine going and try stuff. Okay, that might work. That might not work. Try it, and then you you analyze and say, okay, that's not for me. Oh, I love that. That that worked out well. I'm keeping this. So there we have it. Rituals. Yeah, I love it, Oogie. Okay, all right. So we discussed a lot. So I'm just gonna go into a couple more newsy notes on pop culture. All right. Mm-hmm. So we just watched Green Bay Packers defeat yeah. Kansas City tonight. That's right. It was it was a close game. Um, Hope Taylor wasn't too you know 
they didn't show Taylor Swift once. I have to say, it was the battle really? of the divas tonight. Guess who won? So Taylor Swift was there for Kelsey. Yeah, yeah. But guess who else was there? Well, I heard Simone Biles was there, right? Yeah. The goat of gymnastics was there. No and doubt she's about that. Married Jonathan Owens, a safety for Green Bay. Oh, really? Uh -huh. I didn't know that. So got married to him, and she was in full Green Bay garb, and like they got a whole. She was on the field in the beginning before the um, game, and she uh -huh. was waving. And I was like, "Yep, they're not going to show Taylor Swift. You can't show up Simone Biles on the night she comes to Sunday Night Football, <laughs> right?" Love that. I mean, I, Taylor, I mean, she can't take all the time the spotlight. She can't so take all the good. time. And you know yeah. what? Last week, she did go to Beyonce's London premiere. So right. she reciprocated what Beyonce did. She came to her premiere. Taylor showed up in a silver dress to Beyonce's premiere in London. Nice. And she came with Blake Lively. So the women were supporting the women, Oogie. That's it. Stick together. Yeah. I love that. I love that. Stick together. Okay, right. so also we've got um, we're gonna get some fun movies back. Hey, what about the uh, the Eagles? The, I mean, the all the radio stations oh, in Philadelphia yeah. are not gonna play Taylor Swift song. What's going hey, on there? I, I got yeah. Well, look. I heard that like two days ago. What's going on? That's crazy. Well, and also the 49ers got beat by the Eagles today, pretty handily. I what? mean, sorry, the Eagles what? got beat by the 49ers. Yeah, exactly. The 49ers, yeah. your team, they won again. I know my was 49ers. Big, that was a big test for him, and they you know passed it. Yep. Greatly. So, yeah. So that was a uh, big, but I kind of, you know, I did like the Eagles because Bradley Cooper supports them. That's and right. I was listening I, to Howard Stern week, Oogie. So Howard Stern had on Bradley Cooper. Mm -hmm. Bradley Cooper has a movie called out called Maestro about Leonard Bernstein, the famous conductor and the guy that composed the West Side Story music. Okay. I remember that movie so he mm -hmm. was big on that but he did like amazing stuff this Leonard Bernstein so Bradley Cooper is playing him and it's okay. dropping on Netflix in December soon so oh. he did a whole Howard Stern interview and who knew they were buddies I didn't know this but now I know this right mm -hmm. so Bradley Cooper got asked by Howard Stern would you rather win an Academy Award next year okay. or have the Eagles win the Super Bowl I'm sure he. I'm sure he said the Eagles Super think? Bowl for sure. Oh, for sure, oh, the Super Bowl. Yeah, he said the Super Bowl, and everybody oh, yeah. was like, "What the heck? Bradley Cooper would <laughs> rather have the Eagles win the Super Bowl?" And you, you have to go. Well, you know, he's a diehard Eagles fan, so yeah, I'm sure he's hedging his bets. Like he could win an Academy Award eventually, but the Eagles, if it's their time, they gotta win. I mean, they are hot this this year. So they were ten and one before that game today. So I mean, they're hot, but yeah. uh, you know. It happens tonight. I mean, they played against great, great 49ers team today. Yeah, but, they uh, did. But I thought that was just so funny that he just said he'd rather have the Eagles win the Super Bowl. <laughs> See, hey. football just takes over everything, Oogie, even Academy Awards. You're right. That's awesome yeah. right there. Yeah. So uh, back to a little Taylor Swift. Harvard yeah. announced a new English class. Okay, oh, yeah. Harvard, Oogie. Wow. They are going to study Taylor Swift, her catalog, her storytelling, and how she fits in the literary world. Okay, and in what class would that be? I mean, art or English? English, English, English okay. English 183. 183. Yeah, it's called English 183. The okay. professor will team Swift songs with mm -hmm. William Wordsworth. Have you heard of him? No. Famous writer. 
Okay. Willa Cather and Samuel Taylor Coolidge and others. That was just like the headline guys. So hmm. she's going to sh- note Taylor Swift's l- lyrics with a lot of dead people. <laughs> All these people are dead. <laughs> oh, they but, are? Okay. Yeah. But that's the history and t- tradition of English lit programs, right? There you go. It's going to be interesting yeah. to see the, the mix yeah. there because and the really old stuff with like Taylor Swift. The really new stuff, right? Make it contemporary. Yeah. Like the fourth wing book, Oogie. Oh, she made it go. contemporary English writing set in old times. So you know what? This Harvard professor is not far off. Mm-hmm. And yeah. I mean, how cool would it be if you're a Harvard student and you're going to have to take that class? I mean, that's got to be awesome, right? Yeah, I, w- I would take the class. So and NYU, Stanford, Arizona State, Texas, all are giving Taylor Swift classes. Okay, so they're they're so, taking that class and yeah. let's go. So wow. she's taking over colleges, football, <laughs> music, movies, fashion. She's big. I mean, we now need her in tennis, Ugi. <laughs> there you go. Okay. Let, we'll work on that. Okay, we'll work on that. Let's I think get her, her, pl- her place is stuff. her place is half full, so let's let's see if she has more room. Yeah, let's see if she has. Let's see. So, we've got some uh, Indiana Jones dropped on Disney Plus. Did you see that? I have to watch that movie. Oh yeah, I've I've seen I, this last week. I saw Indiana Jones, the last one, and I saw another good movie. I can't I can't think about it right now, but I saw another okay. one. So yeah, yeah. I want to see were... the holdovers with Paul Giamatti. That's supposed to be a really good feel good like Christmas, not Christmas movie, but like holiday feel good movie. Hmm. Gotta see that. And like an old traditional, like great storyline, good writing, movies like Don't Get Made. Alexander Payne directed it. So you got to put that on your list, Oogie. Okay. Yeah. And oh, The Bear. Have you heard about The Bear? Okay. I'm a little late to the party, but it's on Hulu. And it's about this chef who is at a five-star restaurant, comes back to Chicago because his brother unfortunately kills himself and leaves him his restaurant. Okay. And his restaurant's like a sandwich shop. <laughs> <laughs> okay, Subway. <laughs> yeah. So the brother has to like save the sandwich shop. Okay. And it's just a whole arc and a theme. And there's all these characters and redemption. And Dave, my my great chiropractor, like soft tissue guy, kept saying, you got to see the bear. You got to see the bear. And I was like, oh, my gosh, I don't have time to see the bear. So finally, Thanksgiving, I watched the whole first season. Okay. I'm telling you, you got to see the bear. I'm into the second. There's two seasons out. Hmm. They have a reference to football or no? It's in Chicago. No, not yet. It's a bit like a real bear. The reference is to a real bear. Okay. There's a metaphor. Okay. There we go. You got to watch it. Okay. I'll try that. Okay. So yeah, try that one. Uh, Cher has the number one Christmas song. She's back. Wow. That's yeah. amazing. I mean, how she, cool, she, huh? She's always there. Yeah. Suddenly takes a break and suddenly, boom, she's back. Share is suddenly, back. You can nice. Never, you can never count share out. Mission right, Impossible. Ugi. I remember Mission Impossible oh. Dead Reckoning Part One. That's the one I saw this last. Oh, week. was that good? It was awesome. I think it was okay. the. I think definitely the best Mission Impossible. What? And oh no yeah, way. and there has been some great ones, but that yeah. one just it tops okay. it all. All right, I have that on my playlist. I I gotta rent it. You got to watch that for sure. All right. Okay. Yeah. All right. Well, this has been a lot of fun. We had a lot of newsy notes. We had a lot of newsy tennis notes today too. So That's right. we got to keep it up in the off season. Bring some. <laughs> now it's officially off season. Yeah. Like I'm going to say December 8th next week, 
Nadal in Kuwait is officially off season training. <laughs> For sure. Right? But you know, we have time because during the season we always comment on what's going on on the court, the action, and yeah. we want to, you know, help everybody out with our knowledge of the players and what tactically they're doing and everything. But now there's no tennis. So we have more notes because for sure we know yeah, all these notes and we can't just, you know, spread it like that because now exactly. we have the time to do it now. So it's good. Exactly. Okay. So the quote of the podcast. Okay. I'm going to go to the Harvard class on Taylor Swift. I'm going to give it to a dead English writer. Okay. Right. But it's mm -hmm. a great quote. What we have loved, others will love and we will teach them how. There we go. You, you wow. Gotta you got to ponder that, Oogie. Ooh, I mean, that's deep. It's deep. It's William Wordsworth. Okay, you got to go look him up. I will. I, mean, I have a lot of stuff to do tomorrow. I can't teach. I'm going to call off. I mean, you I'm gotta call one of my the, coaches you to come. You got to look up William Wordsworth. You got to read The Fourth Wing. You got to watch The Bear. See? And then we have Monday Night Football. <sighs> who who no has time for tennis, right? And I have to shovel more snow tomorrow morning when I get oh, out. Yeah, that's that right. You're going to have a big show snow. Snow I'll tell, shoveling day. I'll tell Tristan to do it. Exactly. <laughs> My son, go shovel. Well, this I'll... has been a fabulous time. Uh, you got to give me an update on telling Tristan to shovel snow. I will <laughs> talk to you tomorrow about that. This has been Serving Aces with Alexander Stevenson. We will see you guys next week. Take care. Bye.